0: So welcome everybody to the masterclass for June, 2022. On this masterclass, we're doing a recap of our marketing plan. So it's always good to come back and revisit your, your marketing plan that we set at the beginning of the year. If you remember, we did a couple of sessions around how to plan your budget, how to plan what marketing activities you're gonna do, what um, offers you're gonna bring to the marketplace, all of that kind of stuff and have your year planned in advance. That is the best way to run an effective business. And every you know, three months, you should be looking at that. At the six-month mark, you should definitely be doing a full deep dive. How did we do? Are we on track? What are we adjusting for the second half of the year? Welcome to the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast. A show created to inspire carpet cleaning business owners to build their own thriving residential and commercial cleaning business. Your host, John Clendenning, has built and sold successful cleaning businesses for multiple six figures over his 30-year career and is the founder of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, a digital agency that turns your online marketing into a lead generation machine. Tune in as John shares proven tips, strategies, and expert interviews to help fast track your success in the carpet cleaning industry. Obviously, we're dealing with a lot of economic uncertainty since the beginning of the year. Kind of rumblings of it uh, started, you know, at the beginning of the year. But we've had market crashes, we've had record inflation, everything to do with the last couple of years of of you know sort of free money printing has caught up with us. We've got supply chain issues, all of those kinds of things, and and you know the big R word is being spoken now. You know, are we in a recession? Are we heading towards a recession? Recessions are ways of pulling back the economy um, to prevent prices from getting way out of whack and prices get way out of whack when there's lots of buyers in the marketplace willing to bid things up. And what, you know, the, the only tools the economy has really, um, and the government has at this point, raise interest rates, slow down the economy, cause, you know, people to have less discretionary income, spend less. Maybe a little bit of layoffs and things like that start happening, and they just try and, you know, sort of play with juggled pieces around to pull back that uh that economic flow a bit so that we can start backing off on inflation. So uh, basically less buyers in the market brings inflation back down. So it's one of the only tools they have left, raise interest rates. Less buyers in the marketplace bring, bring, you know, so it's going to affect us as local businesses. So that's what we're going to talk about today: looking at our plan, how to strategize it, how to look at our marketing um, all around. Uh, as the owner of many, many service businesses, carpet cleaning businesses, things that over the over a thirty year career, I've been through many of these slowdowns. Uh, they're, you know, sometimes they're painful, but the the person who markets their way through it wins. So I'm going to switch to my screen, and we're going to get started. So again, just let me know in the chat, give me a one in the chat, if you can see my screen and still hear me. Yes, yes, do we got a couple of ones coming in? See my screen and hear me. Emma. that's you too. Okay, so we'll get, get rolling here, okay. Just give me a quick second. So we're talking about preparing the marketing plan. Obviously, as we always say, turn off your cell phones, turn off your Facebook. Uh, if you're a carpet cleaning business owner, you are a service business owner, a small business owner, and you're serious about getting better results in the last half of 2022, 20, the next 60 minutes um, is, is, is what you need to focus on right now. So what are we going to cover? We're going to review our goals. Did you hit your Q1 and QQ goals? You should have those in front of you. You should have some sort of documentation of what you set out to do. If not, you at least have a notepad and get everything ready, and let's get moving on this. We're going to recap the three fundamentals of marketing success. Uh, We're going to talk about the big picture, you know, of all the marketing channels you should be tapping into to maximize your lead flow. This is going to become more important as as marketplaces slow down. There's going to be winners and losers. It isn't winners and bigger winners anymore. That's We've saw that for the last 12 years. This is going to be unique. So this is what we're going to be dealing with. Um the latest trends that you need to be focused on in 2022, again, it may not be rosy out there for some, but for you guys on this call, we wanna making sure that you're dominating and adjusting properly and, and just planning for whatever might happen. So again, rumblings right now, we don't know which way it's gonna go, but, um, but yeah, we need to be prepared for all of that. So how to adjust and optimize your marketing plan for what's coming in the last half of 22 and into 2023. And you wanna review and tweak um, your custom action plan based on where you are now and where you want to go to hit those targets, those goals that you set out for yourself. Did you set out to increase your revenue by 20 30%, 50%? Did you set out to you know, go from 10 jobs a day to 15 jobs a day? Did you make a plan in place and how are you going to do that? Where were those leads coming from? All that stuff we're going to talk about here. So if you stay until the end, we've got lots of goodies for you. Um, so we basically have our Carpet Cleaner Marketing Resource Kit. This is a very private bundle of, of resources and tools that we use, I've used in my own businesses, that we use with our clients, that you should be using in your business as well, um, from our, our grassroots, low-cost marketing ideas for carpet cleaners there's a, a whack ton of those in in there that was a whole training we did and a whole guide on the ways to think through of those low cost no cost marketing things that should be part of the mix of your marketing um, your ultimate internet marketing checklist Where are you at? Have you got your internet marketing in place? Uh, Then we've also got our our guide to Google My Business, which is now Google Business Profile, but that's been updated. So the 2021-2022 guide for updating your Google listing, that's your Google Maps listing. How to optimize your website. When people end up on your website, we'll talk a little bit about that today, but very little. There's entire training on that as well. Your website should be optimized that the second they land on it, they want to do business with you. So all of those those resources are yours, and there's a lot more in there actually as well. And a couple of things we're going to touch on here today. So, for the newbies on the in the crowd, who am I? So I'm John Clendenning. I'm the owner of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters. I've been in the cleaning industry since 1990. While still in high school, uh, I, I've owned several cleaning franchises, um, independent cleaning businesses, e-com product lines. I've sold. As I started learning marketing, I've I've developed, you know different products and stuff like that and different avenues to use some of the skills I have just as side hustles and little things that I've been doing as well as with teams and stuff like that as well. I've been a consultant to the service industry, to franchise networks um, as well, lectured and taught on stage three-day elite retreats where people have been flown in to learn um, methods that, that we've used to deliver client experiences and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, so I've been doing marketing consulting since the mid 2000s, keynote speaker, all that kind of stuff, um, bought and sold businesses for you know two and three times the price um, in, in a short period of time, picked up a service business, restructured it, rebuilt it, reorganized it, redid the marketing with the intent of selling it off and not keeping it, things like that. We've done that and sold my two van uh, carpet cleaning business I had for 27 years. As I was the manager of it, worked in the van for a very short period of time, and then in my early 20s, and then said, "Nope, we need crews," and created a high, a, a high level, high income, um, low low volume. Didn't didn't want to have 20 vans on the road um, doing $50,000 a year each. We wanted to have two vans on the road doing half a million a year. We sold that in the middle of a pandemic um, for top dollar, and uh, you know as a highly functioning business as well. So I help business, business owners reach their growth potential, dominate their markets, um, become the name brand in the market. And that's what we like to do for you as well. And this is going to be one of those trainings to kind of help you get there. Uh, I'm going to go through this quickly, but these are just some um, testimonials of clients that we've had for years and years and years. But what we do is we market our clients to become the top cleaning brand in their local marketplace that way they attract the best clients they can charge the top rates they're booked out weeks in advance and to add a little caveat to that they become recession proof so if you're the top brand in your marketplace you're known you stand out people talk about you people know you as the go-to they're the ones people choose when market gets tough so questions what are you most concerned about in your carpet cleaning and service business for this coming fall and into next year so if you want to type into the chat what you're thinking about, um, what you're concerned about, uh, we'll take a look at that, but we'll just keep moving on as well. But just, yeah, yeah, like there's uh, somebody just typing in the chat there, Richard. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You should be worried about sort of where the local economy is going. So that's one thing. Local is important. So there's national headlines all over the place. But what is it like in your marketplace? You know, is your average household income, median family income, 50,000, 80,000, 100,000, 150,000 they're going to be affected differently. Um, do you have pockets that have those? Are you marketing to those pockets or you're trying to be the discount carpet cleaner where you're willing to do three rooms in a hall for $99 and you're competing against all the other discount guys which may end up if if people start getting laid off, you may end up having more competition. Um, or your competition might not be able to you know, make enough money and you might have a greater pool of technicians showing up. So there's two ways to think of this. So yeah, for, for sure. Keep that in mind. So um, yeah, you, you can go download our workbook at carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash 2022 workbook. So if you were on the call at the beginning of the year, you should have that workbook and we're just updating it. If you weren't on the call at the beginning of the year, go download that now. This is where you can sort of follow along, um, print it off after the call, take notes in it, spend some time working on the workbook but we're going to move past that like that's where you're creating your plan but what are we talking about when we're talking about um um what what a plan is and what we're planning for so the economy is getting uncertain um and you're going to be unclear where to focus your budget uh a lot of businesses that go out of business what they actually do is they start cutting from marketing they start cutting from sort of those areas that can actually keep the lights on and keep them afloat what you should consider is maybe your marketing budget needs to be a higher, a higher percentage of revenue for, you know, during a period of time, you need to market more as other guys are marketing less, you're going to get more of the market share that is available. So you're all taking a slice of the pie. The pie might be, quite a bit bigger right now, but if the pie starts to shrink a bit, you want to keep getting a bigger, bigger slice. And that doesn't come from not marketing. So one of the best caveats, I was actually talking to somebody the other day and we're talking about marketing and they're making a a, a funny observation that isn't it funny that businesses seem to stop marketing if things get tight. And then when they go to go out of business, um, like think of a furniture store, think of an appliance store. All of a sudden they have a going out of business sale and they market it everywhere. So they say that marketing doesn't work until they're ready to go to business. And all of a sudden it's what they think of doing to, to, to get as much money as they can before closing the doors. Should have thought of that ahead of time basically is the thought there. So SEO, PPC, websites, social media, print, direct, door hangers. Um, you know, again, a grassroots marketing. You know, where are you going to be focusing your attention? Um, Are you going to invest strategically in your marketing? What is that? What does that mean? So that's what we're kind of going to be talking about here is if you don't have a clear plan, you can overspend or worse, underspend and underperform. So overspending for sure, but if you're underspending, in this kind of market, that's actually almost worse. So, um, so we've had kind of a bit of a gravy train for a while. Even with COVID, cleaning businesses started to capitalize and grow after the initial shock. And there's a lot of cleaning businesses that kind of just got their name out there a little bit stronger. Um, and people just started thinking of cleaning a little bit more, and, and the right people started to win as well. That doesn't mean it's still gonna happen going forward. So we gotta be really, really strategic. So what is the opportunity that we're talking about here? So we want to monitor the plan that you've got, the goals that you've set, and you want to target your KPIs. So KPI stands for key performance indicators. What are your key performance indicators? Do you know what they are? Are you targeting the number of leads that are coming in? How many phone calls and, and emails and chat messages you got today? Is that, you know, are you targeting daily, weekly, monthly, are those numbers Tailing off? Are they building up? Are you getting, you know, are you targeting per source? Are you getting, you know, good leads coming in from, you know, paid ads? Are you getting good leads coming in from Facebook? Are you getting good leads coming in from your flyers, your direct mail pieces, your emails, your outbound phone calls to your database? Uh, like, what are you doing? Like, what are your KPIs? How have you got that structured? You need to be thinking about that. You need to really be strategic. Um, You need to generate and convert enough leads to hit your 22 22, um, revenue targets and keep your trucks running. So if you're noticing something tailing off, where are you picking it up from? Where's the other side of that? Where are you picking up the other ends of those? So you need to be thinking of that as well. And we're going to talk all about how to do that. And you want to continue marketing to generate leads. You don't want to be bailing from your marketing. Knowing your numbers will mean that you know I invested $2,000 in this marketing initiative sales paid ads You invested two thousand dollars in running pay-per-click ads and that two thousand dollars directly generated 57 leads and you were able to convert of those 57 leads say half of them so you're able to convert 28 leads so that 28 leads what's your average job Worth. What was the average job from those leads compared to your average across the board? Uh, those kinds of numbers, if you have those, whether you're using like house crawl Pros, Service Monster, Marquette, any of these kinds of tools, or you're just doing it in QuickBooks or a database, however you're doing it, you need to be able to calculate those numbers so you know per marketing source, some months things slow down, some months things pick up, some months you need to adjust. So you need to have those numbers to be able to play the game. So you need to maximize your lead flow you need to understand your KPIs and your numbers, and you need to be able to do the next step, which is review and update your goals. So is, are things changing? Have things tailed off a little bit more than what you've expected? if things picked up a little bit more than what you expected? Um, let's review our goals and see if things have picked up, do you need more technicians? Do you need to know where to find them? Are they gonna get easier to find it? Are they gonna get harder to find? So we need to know what all of that is, because basically success is all about setting goals. Everything else is commentary, says Brian Tracy. So. The other one is, um, if you want to think about it this way, goals allow you to steer and adjust course. And what we're talking about right now is adjusting course, seeing where we are, taking a snapshot again, and then adjusting where we need to. So you can't adjust course if there's no wind. If you're just sitting there stale, stale in the water, no wind in your sails, you could turn the rudder back and forth, up and down all you want, but you can't adjust course because you're not moving. You can only adjust course when you're freewheeling and flying. So these guys here, you know, they got wind in their sails. They turn the rudder, you know, they got to be careful. They could turn it too hard and tip over. They got it. They turn the rudder and they're moving in a totally different direction. And that's important right now. So that's what we need to think about. So just basic. Basic Harvard study. We we should all know this one. But they did a study of graduates, and 84% of graduates from Harvard had no specific goals. 13% had goals, but not written down. They just knew, hey, I want to become a lawyer someday. I want to become a you know a CEO someday, whatever it is. And 3% had clear written goals and a plan to accomplish them. I am going to start at this law firm as a junior clerk. I'm going to work my way up. If I don't make uh, you know, partner by this, I'm going to be switching and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to make all of these connections. And they just wrote down what they wanted. Whether it was right or wrong, they at least had a thought. The 13% of the class who had goals were earning on average twice as much as the 84% who had no goals at all on graduation. But even more staggering, the 3% who had clear goals written down were earning on average 10 times as much as the other 97% of their class put together. 10 times as much from the 3% as the, as the others all added up and put together. And that you can go back and look up that Harvard study, but that's how important goals are because they just keep our mind focused. Our mind's a muddled mess at best of times. And if you can keep your mind focused on a single goal, um and and a set of goals when when things come up when topics come up when conversations come up you notice them some people call it manifesting and i'm a big believer in that but i think manifesting if you really think about is that there's all of these opportunities in life all of this chaos in life that happens all the time and if you're focusing your brain on very specific things when that chaos comes in front of you you don't just dismiss it you have a conversation and somebody just happens to mention oh my friend does this You've got a goal in mind. I want 10 new JV partners for my carpet cleaning business this year. Oh, my friend, you know, works at or owns or is a salesman for a carpet store, right? I want a JV partner. I'm going to say, oh, really? Could you introduce me to your friend? I'd love to take them out for lunch and see how business is going, right? You've got a plan in place. How am I going to attract JV partners? One of them are, you're going to take them out for lunch. You're going to invite them to a chamber meeting. You're going to take, right, invite them to your BNI. You're going to try and become friends with them. You're going to learn all about them. And then you're going to discuss how you can work together. That is manifesting for sure. You could end up with 10 JV partners by the end of the year. But if you didn't set that goal, you wouldn't even have picked up that queue. So think of things that way as well. Goal setting framework. You need to have a written goals and plans. You need to set um, a minute at minimum one year goal, quarterly goals and monthly goals. Um, You must have a stopping point at the beginning of each new year and each quarter to reflect. We're doing a stopping point right now at the end of Q2. Um, Hopefully you did your own stopping point at the end of March, Q1, but now we're into Q2 and we're stopping now. And there's also things adjusting in our marketplace that we need to be thinking about. Um, So here's what you need to know. So again, this is in that workbook that we talked about at the beginning, but you need to know what are your revenue targets? Did you do... 400,000 last year and you want to do 500,000 this year. Are they realistic? What is the revenue target? Do you want to double your hardwood floor cleaning sales? So you want your carpet cleaning to maintain, you want your area rugs to be the same and you want to double your hardwood floors that you want to make that a much bigger division. That might just be the goal. Like, what is it? What are your revenue goals specifically? How much is that monthly? Oops. Let's go back to that one. Sorry. Give me a quick second. How, How many calls will that require? Like this isn't just guesswork here. If you know, and we're going to get into the numbers here in a second, how to actually calculate them? I'm going to give you that tool again, where you guys can calculate this out right to the penny. You're going to know exactly what you need to do to hit those goals. How many calls will that require? You're going to know. You're going to need that number as well. How do you calculate that? What is the average transactional value? So what is your average job worth? It's funny when I talk to, um, I'm, I'm on the phone with with carpet cleaners and service business owners every day, and when I ask them, hey, what is your average job? What is your average transactional value? I usually have to preempt that by or preface that by saying, because I get an awkward silence. I have to say, so if you took all the jobs you did last month and divided by that, the number of jobs you went into. So your total revenue from jobs last month divided by the number of jobs you did, what would that number be? And they've not calculated it. Some of them. Other ones, boom. I know exactly what we are. We're at $367 right now. Up a little bit. We're at 348 the month before, but year over year on average, we're up about $22 per average job. I talk to some business owners like that. I talk to others that don't even know what that I just said. So you need to know this, this is your in business. This is supporting your lifestyle, your family. This is where you want to become successful. You want to be able to sell it. You want to have something behind what you've done, put all this effort in for, um, because it's hard work being a business owner. It's easier to have a job and go home. And next day you show up again, you don't have to think about it. Business owner, you have to think about this thing 24 seven. It'll keep you up at night when things are getting bad, when you have to make payroll and it's tough. Um, on and on and on when when a van breaks down when equipment breaks down when you want to decide if you're going to invest in a whole new division again all those kinds of things i want to start up area rugs but now i want to do pit washing i want to do you know i want to get a spinner blah all those kinds of things how are you going to make those decisions you need to know this this math so um the other thing you need to know is what was the average conversion rate from your booked calls so you're getting a book from, from, your, from, your, um, from the callers. How many did you book? So how many calls are you getting a day, a week, a month? How many did you get last year? How many of them booked? Do you know by staff member? Do you have um, an outsource team answering your phones? Do you have um, a, a CSR in your office answering your phones? Are you trying to answer your phones on your hip in between jobs and on jobs and stuff like that and call them back? How many did you bring in? How many did you book? How many of the rest of them went cold? Became stale leads. What are you doing with those stale leads? Um, so you want to know all of that, and and you want to divide that by your again, divide your calls by your conversion rate. So you want to know um, by your conversions to get the rate, right? So you want what you want to know is I had 100 calls last month, and I booked out of those 100 calls 72 jobs. Easy math there, 72 percent conversion rate. If you've got a CSR and they had 100 and 50 calls and they only booked 75 of them that's only a 50 percent conversion rate you need to know so they might have got 75 um bookings for you but they had 150 calls the 75 bookings are meaningless the conversion rate is more important is their conversion rate going up are they getting better at, at scripting are they getting better at saying what they need to say and influencing people to choose from you over somebody else so um and here, I want you guys to write this one in yourself. How real, you know, how to set realistic marketing budget and where to allocate it. Do you have an idea? How do you set a realistic marketing budget? Do you just put it all into Facebook? You just run Facebook ads and get leads? And as soon as you, you know, the leads start drying up, you don't have a, a lead flow anymore and you don't know what to do? Um, do you take a percentage of, of your revenue that you want this year, next year? What do you want to do? So this is in your workbook as well. Fill the, Fill those blanks in. And where are we going to go with this? I want you guys to go to carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash 2022 worksheet. So the last one was 2022 workbook. This is 2022 dash worksheet. So when you go to there, you're going to end up on our calculator. Look, this is the exact page you're going to end up on. So what you're going to do first is you're going to make a copy of this because you're going to view it so I can edit it for you. You're only going to be able to view it. So you want to go file make a copy, save it to your own Google Drive. So you've got a Gmail account. You've got a Google Drive account. Click that link. This is going to open. You're going to save it to your Google Drive account. So that's what I want you to do. Um, then you can click and watch the, um, there's, there's a link right there to watch the training we did on on how to do all of this stuff. And then we're going to go through it a little quick a little minute here. Um, and then you're going um, to start your plan to success. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of move up out of the way. So ultimately, what we want to do here is there's a number number of tabs you can see across the bottom. We've got a whole bunch of things that we can start playing with. But where it all starts is this this target planner right here. So what is the annual revenue that you wanted to hit this year? Right. So is it a is it last year's revenue plus an increase? That's one of the best ways to deal with it. Um, You know, do you want to maintain from last year? Do you want to have an increase? Where do you want to go? So say, for example, you want to hit 450,000. You did 375 last year and you want to add 75,000 to this year, right? Put that number in. There's our monthly target right there. We know that any month we're below 37,500, we're not on target. Any month we're above that, we're ahead of target now cert- certainly in certain marketplaces seasonality is going to play into that so we can we can get later into this, this tool here and figure that out a little bit more nuanced but just in a general broad strokes you want to know that you have to at least be at aiming at that level every single month to hit that goal and again you can adjust it by by month by month numbers but ultimately that's the raw data so what's your average ticket? this becomes a big, a big, uh, um, point. So if you're using like, again, service monster, Marquette, house call pros, anything like that, you can look at the dashboard and see what your current average job is here. What was, what was your average job last year? What was your average job this month? And it's just taking all the jobs and dividing by the number of jobs you did. Right? So you can say, hey, what was my average carpet cleaning job, upholstery cleaning job, all jobs together, but what is your average ticket value? What do you, what do you get on an average job? Some people I talk to, it's 150 bucks. At $150, you're going to need 250 jobs or, or, sorry, jobs per month to hit that that goal. How many jobs can you do a day per crew? Is it three? Is it five? Are they discount? At $150 an average job, you better be doing you know at least four or five of those a day so that your crews you know sitting in that 600, 750 dollar a day truck value coming in. Um, to cover all the bills and stuff like that so again four or five jobs a day you're gonna have to divide there's about 22 working days in a month so you're gonna be doing the math there saying any one truck can only cover a part of that you're gonna need about three three to four vans on the road at that price to get to that number but if you're averaging 375 a job because your prices are higher, you're positioned as an authority, you're marketing at a higher rate, you're targeting high-end clients, you're meeting with JV partners that are going to hand you high-end clients and things like that. When you're doing that, then you, you've got a way, way better chance of, of, oops, let me get to the right screen. Somehow my, my screen changed, yours probably didn't. Um, there we go. Anyways, so... And then your booking percentage becomes important. If you know that you're booking only fifty percent of all the calls that come in, and that's like a hundred percent of the, the the repeat jobs, eighty five percent of the referrals, because not all of them book. Your and then the rest twenty five percent of maybe the the leads. One out of every four Facebook lead. One out of every four. Um, lead that you get in that comes in as a text message, as a form fill, as a phone call, as a messenger chat, any of those ways that people are talking to you, how many of those, out of all of the those sources, how many book, right? So is that 75%? Because we always hear a high number, but if you actually did the math, it's probably much lower than that. Um, so from all sources, are you booking 55%? Are you booking, you know, 45%? These are numbers you need to know because if you notice, it's changing all of this minimum budget required to hit that target number. And how do we calculate that? That's the really important part. This number right here is what's your average cost per lead? You calculate that on the second tab. How much is the average cost per lead? So the person that fills out a form and, and, um, and or, or picks up the phone and calls you or starts to chat with you a lead. How is that? What much? What is the average cost to generate a lead? And I actually include repeats and referrals in there as well. Are you mailing your database at least every quarter? Are you email marketing them at least once a month? Are you text message marketing them at least once or twice a month? Are you picking up the phone and calling them every quarter? Are, like, are you marketing your database? Because that's where all the money sits. And that's what is one of the most important things to do during a, an economic slowdown is stay in touch with your database with value and and providing them the incentive to either book a service right now um, or refer somebody right now to book that service with you. So that that done well, database marketing, um, you should be mad at marketing, but done well in, a, in an economic downturn can be the the difference between keeping the lights on and and, and you know, going out of business. So keep that in mind. But all your other sources as well. Pay-per-click, local service ads, Facebook ads, SEO. You need to be devoting a budget to that. People do go and just type in carpet cleaners near me. Are you the one ranking? Are you in the maps pack? How far away from your pin drop in Google Maps are you? Are you? Do you even know what I meant by that? These are all things you need to know to run a, run a business. So the, this does all the averaging for you. All you do is put the source, put the low and the high, and it will figure out what your average is. If you know the average, you can overwrite the... Um, the formula, and all in, it calculates it all up and comes up with a total. (laughs) Pardon me, had a sneeze. So now we're going to go say that number shows up in here, 24. So we know the average cost for a lead is $24. The average number of leads I need are 250, because I only book at 40% to get 100 calls at $375. To make my three hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars, five hundred dollars a month, which is on track to get my four hundred fifty thousand dollars in a year. I have just done all the math, and I know exactly what that is. And to get twenty-four, um, to to get at a cost of twenty-four dollars a lead, that is sixteen percent of my budget, which is just under six thousand dollars a month. So if I spent six thousand dollars a month and I averaged twenty-four dollars a lead, that's sixteen percent of my revenue. 16% of my $37,000 goes to my marketing to generate my sales. And I've just done the math to figure out exactly what I need to do. And this just makes it super clear. So where do you allocate that? Well, now this number right here has just come over from our other screen. So we know it's 450,000. I actually suggest that 16% was really, really close 15 to 15%, anywhere between 15 to 20% of your revenue going to marketing and you're working on growing your business so that's that's a very very important thing to consider you want to be growing the business that way um now as the market slows down a little bit literally you spend more money on more of your percentage not more dollars necessarily but more percentage of your revenue on marketing to stay ahead stay afloat keep your trucks running it takes a little bit away from your your profitability um, so your profit might go down a bit, or you tighten a bunch of other things around your business, your solution costs, you, you negotiate better deals, you do things like that, but you're gonna try and bring down your, your expenses to keep your profitability where it can be. Um, but you might even take a little bit of a pay cut yourself if you have to, things like that. There's gonna be things that you do because you're going to market the crap out of the business to keep the revenue going and to keep your business afloat when other guys are floundering, and that's the goal. That's how you make it through. So this works out to ninety thousand dollars. Twenty percent of that is ninety thousand dollars a year in marketing budget. Um, so your average monthly budget goes up to uh, forty five or seventy five hundred bucks. So you can change that number. You can go to the sixteen percent suggested. And there's your six grand that we talked about. Um, but you're going to at least be a minimum 16% on that other scenario. So let's go. Why not? Um, oops. Sorry about that. Why not do 20% knowing that you're going to grow the business? And then you're going to allocate it on online, offline, and repeat business, your database marketing. And these are the percentages we suggest. This is after 30 years of running businesses myself. These are the numbers I have used that I would, I would be um, putting in. You can... Adjust these percentages here to change that number there. Basically these percentages are just dividing the whole amount of online marketing budget, 63,000, how much every month should be online, how much every month should be offline, that's door hangers. That's flyers. That's back of buses. There's, we'll talk about what those, that is. And you're going to have repeat business, your database marketing. $750 a month at the minimum to market your database. Some people spend a lot more. and You can pull a little bit from here, um, but you want to make sure that you're keeping your online marketing budget as, as, as significant as you can, only because that's where most of your eyeballs are. So you want to be complementing your online with offline, but you don't want to be just doing it. Um, you can do direct every door mails and things like that, but it's got to be complemented with a great online percentage or presence because everybody goes to Google. Everybody goes and asks on Facebook. Everybody's online trying to figure this stuff out um, as customers. So, and then your online marketing budget should be split between SEO, organically ranking, paid ads, and display marketing. Anybody lands on your website should be followed up. So, and then we got a marketing calendar. What should you be emphasizing on? Are you going to change some of this emphasis and these messages because of the changing economy? So here's what you're going to, you know, your email marketing campaign that month it should be about this. What is your pay-per-click campaign about? What is your social media campaign about? It should align with your email marketing. Um, what is your SEO going to be talking about that month? SEO is not necessarily about offers. SEO is about your core services. You want to teach people how to prepare their, home their carpets, you know, for the for the fall and winter, back to school, all that kind of stuff. You talk about helping them in your SEO, creating content on your website, creating content off, off the website and press releases and things like that, creating video content and linking it all back. You want to build your presence online and then you want to be doing display ads and retargeting all around your reputation and your reviews. Um, and then there's a, we work on this with our other, or with our clients directly, this tab you won't have, but this is actually what are the types of What services are you going to target with your marketing? What are the suggested offers? What are the suggested savings that you could put out there? And picking some ideas around that. We'll talk a little bit about that as we go forward. But anyways, the point being with this whole thing is you want to have a plan. You want to set goals. You want to be strategic and you want to see where your goals take you. This takes time. This is the working on your business, not in your business. This is the stuff that if you're the guy in the truck eight, nine hours a day, you're planning a day off to do this you're you know having a coffee sitting down and doing this at the kitchen table for two or three hours a night you know for a couple nights to get it all thought through you're putting your mind to work so that you can create a plan um to and then you're gonna have technicians do the do the cleaning so that you can do this during the day this is the working on your business stuff so what are your what were your goals for the first half of 2022 How many leads did you need to get there? Did you get there? And what are some of the things you're gonna do going forward? So the fundamentals we talked about, we're gonna talk about the three fundamentals. The three fundamentals of marketing your business is your message, what you're saying, your market, who you're saying it, and your media, how you're saying it or where you're saying it, right? So that's the message, market, media. If you get those right, you get the right message to the right market, the right person, the right people, at the right place where they're looking to find it, then your market, your your message, your marketing works. If you've got the right message, but it's going to the wrong people and they can't afford you, or they don't, they're not looking for discount because they're more affluent and discounts don't, you know, they don't trust the $99 cleaner, then you're, you've got a message to market mismatch. And it doesn't matter whether that's a Facebook ad, whether it's a flyer on their doorstep, whether that's, you know, whatever that happens to be, Um, they're not going to get that. They're not, that mess, that marketing is going to run flat and it's going to cost you a lot of money. So we need to update your marketing message. That's one of the things we want to talk about today. How is your ideal customer's mindset being changed right now by the media barrage on everything about, you know, Ukraine and Russia and Putin causing the inflation, you know, whether they're taking the blame or not for having caused the inflation from, from you know, supply chain shutdowns and shortages and all the, all the other stuff that's happened over the last two years, whatever the reason is, that's in the news every single day. How is it changing people's minds? The price of gas, people tie, deciding to take their kids out of sports because they can't afford to drive them around to all the sporting events um, you know, they, they just don't have the extra $250, 300 $400 to drive their kids to all of the tournaments and, and practices and all that kind of stuff. So there are people making those decisions right now. They might not be our ideal client, but what is our ideal customer? What is their mindset right now? So how do we know that? Well, we know that by knowing who our ideal customer avatar is. Who are we actually trying to attract in our business? Not who do we attract? Who are we trying to attract? And what is, how are we going to attract those people? If we, if we, if we know that we attract people that live in apartments, um, rental apartments, low income, and have really dirty carpets covered in cat pee and, you know, and, and beer stains. If that's who we attract, but that's not who we want to attract, then why is that happening? Because we haven't figured out who we want to attract, where they are, and how to get in front of them. Once you do that, you've got a, you've got a great marketing message. So let's take a look at, or are who our are client ideal customer avatar is in carpet cleaning and home services it is fairly specific like we we do know who the ideal person is to to have in our database for the longevity and success of our business so so who is that um so what we're talking about in in this world is their homeowner homeowners are better than renters so home or condo owners are, are, are a better class of people than, than renters because they they have a vested interest in the flooring underneath their feet and they have a better more vested interest usually in the, even in the furnishings and things like that around the house. We know they're 35 to 55 year plus, right? So as you get over 55, 60, 65, there's a lot of clients in that range, but their income level has to be higher. 35 to 55 are more established. They, they're starting to own their own homes, they have children. Usually the children are beyond toddler age by then in a lot of cases. So school kids, heavy or hectic lifestyles, um, you know, if mom took time off or dad took time off, they're back at work now. Kids are in school, things like that. Um, and they've got, a, you know, the career focused are the ones we want. Typically it's the female, occasionally male, but typically if you check your stats, it's the female that are... are are clicking on the ads or the ones buying, the ones making the phone calls, the ones deciding about the cleanliness of the home and getting things solved, whether they're planning for you know um, an event coming up and people are gonna be in the home and they, they, they want it to look good, whatever that reason, reasons are. Typically married with two to three kids. Um, That's, that's really common because there's a lot of hecticness in the household. The woman is the head of the household. So, you know, the male brings, might be, you know, again, might be um, the one that fixes things and cuts the grass. And, you know, again, I'm stereotyping, but I'm just saying that might be sort of the roles that they have in the home and around the home, but the woman is usually the one that runs the domestic stuff, they care more about it than, than the men do in general. Um, it's, again, an overgeneralization, but that's what we find from our data. Um, annual household income usually seems to be above sixty sixty five thousand Family-oriented people, reliable pet owners, about 75% of the time they own a pet. Um, then um, they take pride in their home and their decor, they're not slobs, slobs are not our clients. Um, whether you're a pressure washer or a maid service, a carpet cleaner, I don't care what you do in home service, slobs are not our clients. Um, um likes to help others and expects the same in return. Um, they usually, if you check it, a lot of our best clients, our ideal customer, have neat lawns. They have gardens in front of the house. They, they're taking care of their stuff. Just take a, a think of all the clients that you've had. Uh, put some thought to that. Understand what your ideal client looks like. Um, again, um, they tend to live in suburbs, upper upper middle class, um, and they have an interest in their community as well. Um, so what are the pains and frustrations? Well, the normal ones are they need the carpet and furniture clean, house and furniture not smelling fresh, maybe they got dogs, too busy to deal with it, um, don't really want to do it themselves anyways, um, can't get a carpet cleaning company on the phone or to message them back, that's a big one, Um, worried, and and again, not even on the phone anymore, more messaging than phoning, Um, worried that the situation in the house could get unhealthy, Um, it's just getting to become a problem now, how do we solve for this? Um, wants to know that they're maintaining the home and, the, and property in the best way. That's why we can sell maintenance packages to these people if you structure yourself correctly. Um, but now they're frustrated about inflation as well. This is starting to bother them. That's a pain and a frustration. Their economic uncertainty and lower discretionary income is starting to piss them off. They're bothered by what's going on. That's becoming part of their mindset. How can your marketing tap into that? So these are their fears and their goals. So again, fear of being ripped off. Obviously, paying too much for something they could have gotten elsewhere, having their home damaged by faulty workmanship. They're thinking of all of this stuff when they go to hire somebody. Having to wait around for the carpet cleaner to arrive at the home, being inconvenienced, trying to coordinate with, with the cleaner, like days, weeks, weekends, evenings, things like that, um, may cause us some sort of a disaster or disruption in the home. You know, stay, end up being, stay, taking too long and they've got to get out to, you know, whatever evening whatever event they're going to, things like that. You're there during dinner dinnertime. Um, will the company be able to um, um, really um, be able to, um, that's supposed to be solve my pro- my specific problem, not some. I will fix that. Oops. Um, but are they going to be able to solve the problem? For sure, really. Um, but now they're concerned if they can afford it. What is your price going to be? Like, are they, can, they, can they actually afford it? Um, and are they concerned if they should be even spending the money right now? you got to have messaging around this, not discounts messaging around this um goals get the carpets cleaned is that a goal i think a stronger goal now is maintaining the carpets and the flooring um so they don't need to replace it we'll talk about the stronger messaging right now but again your messaging should start to shift to why cleaning and maintenance is better than wearing out and replacing right and it's going to help them if they do need if they plan to sell their home at some point um maintaining is going to become very important selling protector becomes easier in a recession Oddly enough, Um, having, you know, just putting the issue behind them, taking care of the family, preserving their income and their wealth, not creating more of it right now. The mindset is more about, oh, my God, how do I even just preserve my my stocks are down, my investments are down, my 401ks down, my, you know, RSPs are down. How do I deal with this? Are they looking for the nicer luxury home or the nicer car? Are they looking to drive an electric car? Is Tesla starting to look really attractive to them with the price of oil? Are they really considering maybe that, that idea? Um, You know, things like that. Um, You know, do they have the big, you know, SUV or the big, you know, truck and they're pissed off by the amount of how much it costs in the gas tank. And they're actually thinking of smaller cars. These are all things that we need to understand. Um, So they want their kids to be healthy. They want to spend time with their family. Are they looking for experiences more than travel, right? Is that a big part of it? Um, Are the, you know, because the cost of travel, cost of airfare is going up. So is this becoming a, with the price of fuel, this is becoming a problem. Are they looking to have more experiences closer to home? Um, Can you tap into that in your marketing message? Um, And are they just just looking for peace of mind because of all the chaos? Can you give them peace of mind? Can you give them a big ah, message, right? So if you can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, you can sell what Joe Jones buys. So I love that phrase because if you can put your self in their shoes then you can write a message to them that resonates with them and gives them that big sigh oh my gosh these are guys i want so how do you craft that message um so why should somebody choose to do business with you versus your competitors you need to know why they should choose you do you have better guarantees do you show your technicians who they are who's going to be coming into their home and why they should trust that person um and and a little bit about their history do your technicians actually have video that that they go ahead of you know, up do you have video? Um are you just you know are are you the known authority in your local marketplace? Is that why they can tr- you know choose you over somebody else? If it's just lowest price that comes to the top of your head, yep, yeah, no, because we 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 offer the best prices. I'm sorry, but that's way down the list on a customer's actual when they fill out surveys, that's not one of their main concerns. It's you know fair prices, yes. Lowest prices, no. So how do you compete against your competitors and know that you're standing out things like guarantees and all should be coming to the top of mind first um what benefits do you offer the target customer avatar that will resonate with them easy booking um two-way chat messaging booking things like that um you know there's just there's lots and lots of things that you can do that will resonate with them that uh, that will help them help them out so things like that you need to be thinking about so core messages Eco-friendly and, you know, is still a still key. like Good to the environment, good to their house, not going to cause problems. You need to talk about that. So that's not the cheapest guy. That's the safest guy. Um, 100% satisfaction guarantee or it's free. Got to stand behind a great guarantee. If you don't, the competitor who does gets the work um, if they're marketing it properly. Highly trained technicians, trustworthy. How can you show that? How can you show what your technicians are doing? Can you get them on camera? Are they... You know, are they, uh, you know, a modern day YouTuber that likes to, you know, do selfie videos all the time? Can you get them to do a few for the, you know, for the business? Um, you know, phones answered live during business hours, chats answered, your email. When somebody fills out a form on your website, consider that a phone call. This is not the 1980s calling anymore where if they call you, that's priority everybody else you get back to someday. When somebody emails you and you get back to them within 30 seconds, they're seeing that as a two-way communication. That becomes their channel. That becomes really, really easy. And that message could be, "Hey, do you got a quick second? Uh, yeah, I can definitely answer that. Here's some information. Do you got a second? Get, can I give you a call, or is this the best way to continue this conversation?" You say that in a chat message or a, um, a messenger message, a Google Google Chat, Google Now, Google My Business now has chat on the mobile device. Um, you say that in a two-way, like an email exchange going back and forth. And you know, they say, "No, I can. Yeah, I can take a call. I didn't know you'd be back to me so fast." That becomes great. Honest pricing, no sales gimmicks, all that kind of stuff are great messages. How are you going to adjust your message in a tight economy? Let's talk about preserving the investment. You know, the largest investment in the home is their flooring. Let's talk about preserving that. Don't replace that area rug, that leather couch, that hardwood floor, beat up hardwood floor, that dirty tiled floor. Let's renew that. Let's talk about um, color sealing the tile, not just cleaning it. Let's save money, time, hassle by getting it done right the first time. So this is a message against the discount carpet cleaners. Sure, you might be able to get a cheaper rate with somebody else, but you might have to call me, and that goes right into the next one. We fix the mistakes of the discount cleaners cause. Those are really good messages right now because, you know, you don't want to be the cheapest, but if you can promise to fix the mistakes and you have a ton of testimonials that back that up, oh, my gosh, I had this other guy. They left a mess. These guys came in and took all those stains out and all the new ones that showed up from the other guy right? Those messages work. And value bundle offers, not discounts, but get XYZ cleaned, and we'll also clean ABC while we're there at no charge something like that, or at 50% off or whatever, think of ways to bundle now. If you're, if you're noticing a pulling back on your average ticket, if you're noticing a pulling back on people booking your booking percentages, if you're running your math and noticing something, consider, consider value bundling. When you're already in the customer's home, how much extra does it cost you? Literally, how much does it cost you to clean an armchair? Is it $5 in solution and $15 in labor? Did that cost you an extra 20 bucks? If you're doing a $600, $700 house of cleaning, could you afford $20 to give them a value of $125? If your if your price to clean an armchair is $125 service fee or whatever you charge, $75, $90, whatever it is, could you give that? Could you give that? You know, uh, two armchairs? Could you do a love seat? Could you think of think of value bundling? You know, you know, clean three you know three bedrooms and a and a family room, and I'll throw in the flight of sight, flight of stairs for free. Things like that. Just kind of think about of those, those. So, what's your message going to be? Think about that. Write it down. Let's get this really dialed in. Now, you want to look at your media. We have to be talking about an all-in perspective nowadays. You can't just do Facebook. You have to be doing Facebook and YouTube, and 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 other other social media channels. And you got to be on um, on Instagram and places like that. You got to be running ads there. You got to be active there as well. You've got to be showing, you got to be running contests. You got to be doing stuff there, but you need to have JV partners locally. You need to have neighborhood marketing going out. You need to have a website that just ranks like crazy and converts like crazy and gives tons and tons of value to people to want to choose your services and just feel really good about you. You have to be running paid ads. Whether that's local service ads, whether that's Google, um, you know, Google ads, um, whether that's ads on Bing, where are you running your paid ads? You got to be running paid ads as well. You got to be doing some direct mail, whether that's just to your database, whether that's flyer drops, very strategic neighborhoods. Um, email marketing is a must. Video has become essential. So just going live on Facebook or you know, crafting a video, having a script. getting one of those teleprompter things on your phone as you hold your phone up it's scrolling the words and you're just reading them i I don't care what it is Videos become essential to business today and then you might even be looking at getting some really good deals on radio if you're big enough um and you're growing your business letting people know about you on radio um as well radio the drive time news talk channels still get listened to um you you want to be becoming branded on that. I wouldn't do that if you're doing 150,000 a year, but if you're doing 450, 500, 600,000 a year and up, you sh- you got to be omnipresent. You got to be everywhere that people can see you. So what does that look like? We've talked about this one before. That looks like this. So, this is all the different places um carpet cleaners get leads from. So, paid ads, Google, Google rankings, you got to be working on your Google rankings. When people type in upholstery cleaning near me or um, any of those other secondary services as well, you might be ranking in the three-pack, you know, in, the, in Google Maps, in the maps listing, for carpet cleaning within three to five miles of your pin drop. You might not be ranking at all one town over, but you definitely need to be organic then. so, you, But you need to be thinking about that. But all your other services need to be in the maps where you can be near your your main base and then you need to be thinking of how are you going to influence people to find you outside of that area that's organic ranking social outreach you need to be in online groups you need to be in forums you need to be on buy and sells you need to you need to be thinking of all of these channels it does sound overwhelming you have to plan this Um, and we can actually help with that that's one of the things that we do is actually help plan all of your marketing put it all into perspective and give you ideas on on all of these things but local awareness you want to run facebook ads around before and after projects you've done, happy customer testimonials. Um, you don't want to just be running offers. You want to be saying, hey, look at this amazing job we just did. This, this tile looked like crap, and now this, this wood floor looked like crap. This area rug was a mess. Now look at it. And look what the customer said to us about it. These should be on your website. These should be on your social media. These should be running ads to it, influencing people going, oh my gosh, I want that to happen to me. So you need all of that kind of stuff happening. Repeat clients, you better be marketing to them every single month referral clients you better be asking for referrals every single time you can every place and you might even want to gamify this you like what's your reward for giving a referral what's your reward for giving the fifth referral and the 10th referral do you have an active program to track that so um things like that you need to be looking at strategic partners you got to be out there knocking on doors meeting with the flooring store owners interior designers realtors who else could give you um who could potentially give you leads. As I said, when I started thinking outside of the box on on JV Partners, I started talking to car dealerships like Mercedes and BMW dealerships that we were doing the carpet cleaning for. Um, and the showroom had carpets that they parked the cars on and stuff like that. And obviously needed clean, regulators brought cars in and out, people walking all over them. We were doing those. I went to the owner who I'd met at a bni group meeting that's how we got the job think here's all these dots connecting right he he was in the same bni group as i was we got to know each other a little bit better i went to him and said hey dude how would you like your next carpet cleaning for free at the at the showroom here 2200 bucks how would you like for you john why would you do that because i realized looking at my database that over 40 percent of our clients had luxury cars bmws mercedes those kinds of things. They bought locally. You're local. A lot of my customers bought from you. And a lot of the customers I want are buying from you. Do you like what we do for your showroom? Oh my God, it's amazing, John. dries quickly. looks amazing. Yes, you guys are incredible. Awesome. So here's what I'd like to do. I want, when are you planning to mail your database next? Oh, we got a mailing come up in a, in a month. Great. I'd like to pay for that mailing. I'd like to give you your next carpet cleaning for free. Um, I'd like to pay the mailing costs on that because what i want you to do is write a cover letter that whatever your sale is whatever you do but you're endorsing me by the way i want to endorse um this uh carpet cleaning company that we use in our showroom i know the owner quite well blah 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 i want to endorse him um and he, we've here's a very special offer for our clients only and again a bundle offer of some sort not a d- discount but a bundle offer um give them a try and um you can go as far as one room free no strings attached give him a try he'll come out measure evaluate everything first and then they'll give you the carpet cleaning um you know if you want just the one room or the whole house you'll still get the one room free whatever offer you want to give make it so good that they can't say no he sends that out to his entire database and we ended up with hundreds of clients over the next six months just and many of them stayed for years and years and became permanent clients because they're our ideal client they're our ideal customer avatar and by knowing that and connecting all the dots that became great went to a chiropractor that we knew it did did a similar deal said i'd like to give you instead of free discount off of your um, regular maintenance cleaning. He had us in every single month. We'll give you a discount off of that, I'll give you a free protector, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But here's what I'd like to do. And same idea. You're in an affluent area. A lot of the clients you adjust are affluent. Let's do the same thing. And boom, you can shop this around to JV partners. So think outside the box, not just these ones, but take them out to lunch. Have a conversation. Um, tell them that, you know, you know we want to support each other. We're local businesses and we need to help each other out. Our customers are yours. Yours are ours, blah, 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 blah. Do things like that. Um, yeah, your website needs to convert. Neighborhood marketing. You've got to have neighborhood marketing. Like I talked about it right here. What are you doing in the neighborhoods? Don't give up on the door hangers. Hang them out every single time. Your technicians need to be hanging them out every time. Put A-frames in the front yard, leave them behind. Tell the customer, I'll give you a free bottle of spotter. if We leave this behind. Do yard signs at the end of the, or A-frames at the end of the road, pointing down that you're beautifying a house down the street. Make sure you pick them up. Do postcards into the area. Um, obviously people clump together people are like their neighbors they have kids like their neighbors they go to a school like their neighbors they have similar interests as you notice neighborhood neighborhoods become older kids move out more seniors an older neighborhood and sometimes it it starts to refresh again and newer people start moving in and next thing you know within five ten years that neighborhood is all young people again but the new neighborhoods young people. Neighbors, neighbors are like each other in that neighborhood. So you've got to be doing five around, um, 10 around, 20 around door hangers. You've got to be sending postcards into the neighborhoods. You just go on a map and put a pin, you know, do it digitally, do it manually. I don't care where all of your jobs were over the last six months over the last year, over the last two years. There's programs that can do this for you. Find out where the clumps are. That's where you need to be running postcards. That's the that's the market. If that's not your ideal demographic in there, then you've got a problem with your main message. If that's your ideal demographic, you run postcards in that area. You've just geo-targeted exactly where you need to run those. So these are things you need to be thinking about more and more now as we run into all of this stuff. You want to make sure your website is, is built to convert. So what does that mean? Your website is the hub of everything you do. Not everybody makes it to your website, but your website helps with rankings. It's all the organic. It's it's why your GMB ranks. It's part of the mess. It's part of the mix. It's, you don't you your Google my business maps listing doesn't just rank because you have more reviews. You've seen guys with no reviews that rank. You've seen guys with three hundred reviews that aren't in the top three. It's not just about reviews. It is that's only one of the weighted mix. Part of it is signals coming from your website. There's there's lots and lots and lots of things that cause cause your Google maps rankings to rank, but you also want to rank one town over and two town over, not in the maps, but you want, you want to be ranking um, in organic listings. 50% of the traffic still reads the organic listings. You want to be there. So how do you get there? Well, you get there by having a really strong website and that website better be built to convert. People land on the page, it can't be stale, you can't have stock photos, it can't be just the same old, same old, we offer 100% money back guarantee, we don't um, cut corners, we clean them. You know That's not your website. Your website has to have all of the right indicators to rank well, but you also have to make sure you've got psychology baked in. People look into the upper right-hand corner for a phone number. Is your phone number there? As they scroll down, does it disappear? Or does it stay there? Is that phone number turned into a click to call button on your mobile version of your website? Do you know this? Do you have a strong risk reversal guarantee right at the top? They landed on your page. Why should they choose you in five seconds or less? Why you over the competitors? Did you answer that question? Do you have a way for them to get a hold of you right away? Does a form show up? Do you have client testimonials? Do you have a whole section on, you know, why most people choose you? You know, why choose ABC carpet cleaning? Is that on your homepage right at the top with a face of the owner or a video by the owner? Um, Do you have live? Um, live chat of some sort? Do you have like a chat to text? What do you have on on the go there? What does that look like? One of the things it looks like is this, where you've got social proof happening the whole time, scrolling up. Positive reviews, they click on it, they see your latest reviews. You've got you know, click here for, to book your service right away. There's the phone number. There's the form right away. There's the risk reversal guarantee. They haven't even started to scroll yet and they've seen everything. There's your you know, five-star Google review rated company and you can chat with them right away. And this is a chat to text. They put their name, their email, their phone number, um, and they just, they, you know, their question. They're actually the name, sorry, phone number and the question. And they instantly get a text back. It's called lead automation. And we'll talk about that. But you need to have all of that running on your website. So. Do you have real authentic images? Do you have pages about the projects and and the services you're providing and how well you provided them? Case studies, we call them. That should be something that's ongoing. That's another great way to keep building your website out is new content on your website helps it rank better. That's how Google makes decisions on your website. Um, One of the main reasons is, are you getting new content and is is it engaging and people sticking around on it? Well, people stick around on real case study pages. Um, Does your website have video? Um, are you showcasing your online reviews prominently on the page? Like not just, that, not just that scroll bar of the last of three people that were happy that are the same three people on your website for 10 years. I'm talking yesterday's Google review. Does it show up on your website today? Um, that kind of thing. Do you have all your basics in order? Number in the top right-hand corner. Ensure that there's web forms they can fill out. All of that kind of stuff. Are you leveraging offers, new, new client offers? So again, not discounts, but an offer for a new client. Are you you giving them opportunity to two-way chat? That's become important. And you're leveraging automation. So you have to have a website that converts in 2022. And if you don't, you need to have a plan in place to upgrade that. That's part of your marketing plan. And the biggest issue you're facing, I know this 100%, is unconverted leads because we see the data on the back end. And 56% of inbound um, people leave unconverted. Anybody, um, Web forms fail to convert. So why is that? Why are people coming to your website, leaving and doing nothing? Right? Leads that are not followed up with within 15 minutes or less go cold. You need to be actually following up with leads within five minutes. So if they filled out a web form, is it instantly responding back to them and giving them the ability to start a two-way conversation that feels real? Um, Is it alerting somebody in your office to go check that right now? Um, Is when they start a chat, is that chat, Again, chat to text. You don't need live chat on your website. And somebody's staring chat to text. Get an alert. They've their phone pings. They're just told that, hey, by the way, thanks so much. We got your message. We'll get back to you here on your cell phone. You can carry like on, on your SMS. You can carry on with your day. No sense. No need to s- sit on our website. The average customer must be followed up with between five and seven times before booking. Do you have a drip system that says, hey, by the way, we're still trying to get a hold of you? Um, but Did you notice this project we did you said that you're interested in carpet cleaning have you noticed um, here's one of our recent jobs and how it turned out and here's what the customer said are you doing any of that to continue to influence them you know um today's average customer prefers messaging over phone calls and even emails so are you leveraging that you need to leverage marketing automation to follow up on all the web forms chats stuff like that you need to automate the follow-up so every prospect gets those five touches um with two-way messaging in place and you're getting alerted and are able to jump in at any time and they and and carry on the conversation but they're still learning about you your company why you started it and you're still dripping on them influence and you need to be building a lead list this is killer especially in in a in a down economy you need to be building a lead list um that you can market directly to that is 10 times at least 10 times bigger than your customer list. If you serviced 500 customers, I don't mean customer list over the last 20 years. How many people did you service in the last 24 to 36 months? That's your active customer list. Once you get that 24 to 36 months is even dicey. That's the, I need to send you a miss you offer because I haven't seen you in over two years. But your your active customers from the last 24 to 36 months, that's your customer list. Was that um, unique customers? Was that 500, 700, 1,000, 2,000? How many people did you see in the last 24 to 36 months? Is your lead list at least 10 times bigger than that? If it was 1,000, do you have 10,000 leads? Because you have talked to, if you've got 1,000 customers, you have talked to 10,000 people who are interested in your services one way or the other. If you've got a customer, if that list is only 200, you've talked to at least 2,000 people. That lead list better be captured active. Every person who ever called you had a phone number and you had a way to capture that. Did you get their email address? Did you get their text message today's day and age that is way easier? Can you start a two way conversation and can you now drip on them ethically and 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 in giving value you know every month every two months? Is there something that you can send out that that you know after that first little period of time and maybe they go cold? how do you get them warm again when you're doing a, a you know a value bundled offer three months from now for back to school cleaning? Um, Could you send that to the lead list as well because you kept it? So you're not just sending it to your database. You're now sending it to a list of leads. You got to be thinking this way because that's the way you're going to survive and other people aren't that don't do this stuff. So, so for example, if your website only converts 30% of the leads that come to the website convert and your average job is 325, kind of like the math we talked about earlier, you just made $9,750 from those conversions. If your marketing your website and all of your follow-up marketing converts at 70%. So now you've converted way more just by the automated follow-up, just by, by following them up, chasing them around a little bit, more and more more of more of them convert with you. That exact same hundred leads that came in turned into $22,000. You've more than doubled your revenue, almost three extra revenue. So that's the way you need to be thinking. Every lead you generate, You have to make it way more valuable. So we're going to wrap up here. Um, I'm going to try and, again, keep it to an hour, to an hour and 15 minutes, so we're doing really good on time. Um, Here's what I want to show you what it looks like. What does marketing automation look like? This is behind the scenes. Somebody comes to your website, goes to social media, messages you in any way, shape, or form. They fill out a form, something happens, and boom, they're inside your marketing automation. Our tool we built from the ground up is called Carpet Cleaner Lead Pro. It's, it's got, we're constantly adding to it uh, an insane level of technology involved in this, but it automates it so that you don't have to. And it sends the messages at the right timing sequences. And as soon as you jump in um, or th- the customer takes a certain action, boom. They're out of this messaging, and they're starting to get a different set of messaging all the way through to booking or becoming, again, a long-term follow-up. Or they literally don't fit your your business model, and they're not your ideal customer, and there's not a ton that you've had to do to keep that active. This is all about you you getting alerted, jumping in, going back to them, and they're, they're talking to you on your phone. You're not texting from from your SMS phone number. You're texting from our app whether that 's on the desktop or on your phone, your messenger is all being pulled in there, your facebook messenger your your Google my business chat all of those tools they're all coming in that's what it, it that 's the complication that it looks like on the back end here 's what it looks like to you doesn't maybe doesn 't look a little bit less complicated, but all it is all your new leads are coming into a pipeline of new leads, and you know where they came from what was the source was that a paid ad, was that a facebook ad was that um, a, you know, a flyer with a QR code on it? Like what, what caused that? That could even be phone calls coming in on a, on a call tracking number. Boom, they all came in. You now know who they are. You've got their information. And are they a hot lead? Are they converted lead did you get a hold of them did you not get a hold simply by moving through the pipeline this is a sales pipeline as soon as you by moving somebody through the pipeline you know if they become stale or we know if they become stale we can actually alert you oh my gosh this lead has been sitting here for two weeks um you know follow up with them or tag them as not interested like at this point You got to tag them. You got to know what where they are. If you can't get a hold of them anymore, let's let's just put them into a long term nurture follow up and see if they pop back up again. And as soon as they pop back up again, they're going to pop back up as as a new lead because they've got removed from your pipeline because they're just not interested right now. So is that two weeks? Is that a month from now? How long are you willing to chase somebody initially before they just become a long-term follow-up and you're gonna move them through? Did they get an onsite quote done? Did they get a phone quote done? Did they get a job book? Did they complete the job? All of those are different stages that should have different marketing messages. Thanks so much for this. We appreciate that. Hey, can you refer your family and friends? Blah, 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 blah. All of those things, that's automated. You don't have to know how to do any of that. All All you have to know how to do is click on it, pick up your phone, call them, send a message right through the tool, send an email right through the tool, message them back on Messenger right through the tool, and they're going to get nurtured until they're ready to buy or they leave your system because they're just not an ideal customer. That's what lead nurture looks like. That is how you can take every lead you've got and make them five, ten times more valuable. So what three conversion elements will you implement on your website? Is it going to be lead automation? Are you going to add that to your website? Are you going to add more personal pictures? Are you going to add a risk reversal guarantee? What are you going to do right now? Rule of threes work great. Let's do three things right now, and you'll do three things next time. Takeaways. We're wrapping up here. Did you learn anything today? Are we going to make a plan to make our business not just survive, but thrive while others are struggling because they don't know any of the stuff. They haven't taken the time to plan. They're not watching their numbers. They're not watching their marketing. They they don't have an all-in approach. We need to know this. Um, you need to know and track your KPIs. You need to know your numbers. You need a dashboard that tells you your numbers. So where is that? What is that? We provide that with our clients, but what are you going to do? What do you got? What, where are your numbers coming in? Do you have um, Service Monster? Do, do the numbers come in? Do you know how many people came into your website in that type of dashboard? Probably not. That's your sales dashboard. But do you know how many people came in and just viewed your website? How many, you know, like, again, Google Analytics stuff. Do you know how many people saw your, your Google ad? How many of them clicked on it? How many of those clicks turned into conversions, people picking up the phone or messaging you? And how many of those conversions turned into jobs? Do you know the end to end? so you need to review your goals you need to clarify have, you need um, you need to have clarity around the economy the uncertainty in your messaging and, and what media to use you we need to make sure our website is optimized for conversion it's 2022 guys you need to understand the need for lead nurture automation today you can't just expect to remember to call people back um, it's it doesn't happen 99 of the time and you're just leaving lots of good money on the table um, and you need to commit to using um, some sort of a KPI tracking board. Video, case studies, how-tos, going live, updates. That's, that is the trend that is growing and growing and growing. You need to jump on the video trend somehow, some way. You need to talk to us about it. We can give you help. You can go, go watch YouTube videos. You need to figure out how to add video to all of your marketing messages. You need to shift from phone conversions to message conversions because it, they're messaging you on different platforms. You need to, the message has to be considered the phone. If they message you, it's the same as you just picked up the phone. It's you be responding right away. One, two minutes, five minutes or less is the goal. You must have an all in perspective, SEO, paid ads, social media, email, direct mail, all of it, neighborhood marketing. You need to have an all in perspective. One month SEO might go sluggish. Paid ads might not work as well. Social media, you you just can't stop. It's, it's, you adjust. When a social media ad campaign starts floundering, are you going to change the message? Are you going to change the offer? Are you going to change the audience? Are you going to switch to something else? Are you just going to run some awareness ads with that budget around, you know, great before and after work to build up more eyeballs and more likes and followers on your your social media again, and then go back into running lead ads. What are you going to do? You have to have that idea in mind, or at least be working with somebody who does. Um, economic concerns are going to dominate the news cycle for the next quite a while. You can't drop that far in the, in the stock market. You can't drop that far in, in raise inflation that much and not have everybody screaming about it, especially going into the, these midterm term elections in the United States and stuff like that. That's, that's huge. So, web web chat, chat to text is going to be a, is essential already. Facebook Messenger, Google Chat are all becoming coming up. Where a lot of businesses are having two way chats. That way, sure you can have your Facebook app on your phone and you can have the Google My Business app on your phone. What if you want somebody else to answer those for you? What if you're on vacation? What if you're not the one answering all the messages? Do you give all of the keys to the kingdom to a staff member, or do you find a way to bring that to the desktop? The desktop is Carpet Cleaner Lead Pro, we can put it right on your, web, uh, on your computer, you log in, it's web-based, it's a browser, um, you, you log into a browser app, you can put the app on your phone as well so you can see what's happening, but boom, you're now having a two-way communication with all of your leads, and they're all coming into that pipeline, you know exactly what's happening to everybody. So key takeaways, you need an easy way to connect all your chat sources, and you need to make it easy to manage all the lead conversations. So update your plan. Go through all the stuff we've given you. Figure out what are you putting in place? What do you have? Mark it off. What don't you have? What can you strategize about? What do you need to talk about? What I firmly believe the marketing strategy essentials for 2022 is a website built to convert. Um, You need to put, put out lots of authority content. That's videos, case studies, blogs, press releases. You need to become the local authority, everybody talking about you. You need to share that everywhere. If you're part of a local business group, a chamber of commerce group, and and you've got a private Facebook group with that, you need to be putting out your authority content in there as well. Hey guys, check out my latest video. Hey guys, check out my latest press release. Hey guys, check out my latest blog post on this. Share it with your clients and contacts because they're going to go, oh wow, look at this dude, your LinkedIn groups, all of it. You need to be the authority. You need to optimize your entire business for Google Maps. Um, You need to focus on your online reputation, not just reviews. It's not about getting more Google reviews. It's about building an online reputation everywhere anybody looks. Everywhere anybody looks. And that's all over the place. You need a mix of online, offline, and database marketing for sure. Um, You need to have strategic paid ad campaigns. You need to have um, a social media presence and email marketing, lead nurture automation, and you need to be tracking everything expertly. You need to review your plan, whether it's our checklist, whether it's the workbook I gave you, you need to be reviewing your plan like crazy. This is important. Um, so yeah, you're going to have your top three takeaways from this. You can put them in the chat if you want. Um, I, didn't t- I didn't take a lot of questions during this, this, this masterclass because there's so much information to go through. We could go for three and four hours. As you know, on this topic alone, this is that critical. You want to come back and watch this again. You want to really key in on the parts that are important to you. You want to open the workbook up. You want to message us back and let us know how everything went. Any questions you have as they come up. So you got to review your goals. You got to understand the three fundamentals of marketing, um, which is your message, your market, and your media. Um, You want to optimize your website, all of that stuff we talked about. You want to be thinking about the latest trends, how you can put the media's message into your marketing. So you're you're top of mind because you're talking about what's fresh in their mind and you're able to overcome the objections that are in their mind right now as well with good marketing. Um, And you want to review and tweak your plan as things develop. So, We're going to like in, you know, July, August, September is the next quarter. What are you doing for the rest of the year? But what are you doing for that quarter um, specifically? And then as you, as September is rolling out, you need to be, start thinking October, November, December. Are you adjusting even more? Has the message, has things got brighter? Has things got darker? Like what's going on? We need to know all of that. So here's where you get all of that resource kit. Told you if you stuck around to the end, you're going to get it. So um, you need to go to carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash rewards. And you're going to get this entire kit here. That's step one. So what are we going to do leaving this? Step one, go get your kit. Number one thing to do. Step two, if you're not a customer of ours, a client of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, if you don't know about that at all, you're going to reserve a time to talk to us. So you're going to schedule a call and we're going to put our team to work doing a deep dive of your marketing your competitors marketing so you're going to fill out a few questions you're going to have a conversation with rima you're going to get all of that information um, to us we're going to spend a couple of days on our dime not yours and we're going to do all of that deep dive and then you're going to get a one-hour consult with me (laughs)